Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. If you want to talk about success, success is uh, raising, I'm stealing this from a friend, thoughtful, caring uh, children that you want to be friends with when they're adults. Right. Wow, that's right. that, at the end of the day, if that doesn't happen for you, well, I, I just, it, you know, you can have all this money, but if your, your kids are not there and that relationship isn't there, what, what have you got, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of money, which is nice, but still, um, you know, thoughtful, caring ch- children that you want to be friends with when you're adults. So my 15 year old gets up to study Chinese and she's darn near fluent, speaks, reads and writes, but she set her alarm for 4 a.m. Even after I told her, you have to sleep in, sleep till five. You're not allowed to study at 4 a.m. So I caught her. Um, but that, I, I, th- I think that um, value of studies um, was something that came from the, the people around me here in Asia. So talk about a little bit about like living overseas, because I mean, you pretty much have you spent more of your life overseas than you have in the in the United States, or is it kind of 50-50? Um, it's getting it's getting close, probably another five or ten years to to make it fifty-fifty. Wow. Um, but yeah, listen, it's um, it's very interesting. Um, I mean, we're 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 taking the family back to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, next month, and I'll probably do about a six week stay there. We're a little work from home, um, but it, it's just good for my soul to get back to the U.S. So absolutely love that. Um, but when I come back here and we do this every year, when I come back here, I'm fully energized. Um, and just, you know, you're learning every day from different people, different relationships. Um, you know, you're learning different lessons from a different culture. So it just, it, it constantly opens up your mind. And then this is funny. So I left the house at 4am this morning. Um, my alarm goes off, which I, I didn't end up getting any sleep last night. My alarm goes off and then I hear another alarm going off and it's my daughter. And so I have two daughters, uh, 15 and 10. Mm. And if you want to talk about success, success is uh, raising, I'm stealing this from a friend, thoughtful, caring uh, children that you want to be friends with when they're adults. Right. Wow, that's right. At the end of the day, if that doesn't happen for you, well, I I just, you know, you can have all this money, but if your, your kids are not there and that relationship isn't there, what have you got, right? A lot of money, which is nice, but still, um, you know, thoughtful, caring ch- children that you want to be friends with when you're adults. So my 15 year old gets up to study Chinese and she's darn near fluent, speaks, reads and writes. But she set her alarm for 4 a.m. Even after I told her you have to sleep in, sleep till five. You're not allowed to study at 4 a.m. So I caught her. Um, but that I, I, th- I think that um, value of studies um, was something that came from the, the people around me here in Asia. Um, and even even Silicon Valley, you know, um, you know, you have a lot of friends from different geographies, different areas. Um, and, and so learning how to be a parent and learning how to raise a um, hopefully successful child and successful and can mean anything just from being happy to, you know, worldly success. But um, to me, that's that's the real goal. And it, it just put a little smile on my face when I was leaving. I, I made her a quick breakfast and then, and then got over here. So how do you define success? For you yeah listen I, I i think it's um sleeping at night right um 
you know, listen, I, I look back, I have a lot of wonderful friends back in uh, Ohio, um, police officers, paramedics, um, you know, and, and they've been very successful, right? Uh, they're, they're working hard, they're happy, um, they live within their means and they have wonderful children, right? Um, to me, that's success. Uh, you know, I've, I've been lucky in, in, in banking um, just because I love what I do, right? Um, you know, what I do in banking isn't, you know, the lending money and everything, that's not what it is. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I steal stuff from the people around me, but one of the mentors I had at Silicon Valley Bank, guy Ken Loveless, we're, we're chatting one day when I'm just a, a little pipsqueak banker. And he's like, you know, Terrence, you have to make the door swing in, right? And what he was referring to is like, have the knowledge, have the relationship that people come into you to build and grow your business. You, if, if you're out chasing all the time, well, then that probably means you're not in a position where you're the most knowledgeable or, right? And, you know, it was an, it was an idea that had to be molded and, 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 and you know, shaped. Uh, but I, I always remember that. So, so, so the success and the joy is really when someone calls you and says, hey, I have a problem, I need your advice, right? Or someone calls and says, hey, I was talking to so-and-so and they said, you're the guy I need to talk to, mm -hmm. right? So that's the success. And I think if you find success in that and you're disciplined, all the other stuff that we want, it, it, it comes, right? But um, I was watching one of your episodes, um, a young guy from, uh, I think it was Salinas, um, yeah, episode 37, Brian, right? Yeah. yeah, Brian. And, you know, Brian's talking about, you know, kind of working in the fields and then to the, the success he had and everything he hoped to do for his mother and his family. And, um, right. And he just had it so spot on, which was, you know, work hard, be the most knowledgeable you can in your space. A little bit of discipline and then the success happens. So, to answer your question, I, it, to me, it's, you know, can you sleep at night? Um, do, do the people around you, whatever little sliver of the world you're, you're responsible for, and we all have our little sliver, um, you know, do they see you as someone that's helpful in that space and valuable? Oh, that's awesome. Like and that. so one thing I wanted to, to comment on, you mentioned that your daughter is picking up the education values, the Asian education values, which is a, a big plus, you know what I mean? Because we, we definitely we can agree or probably agree that the education uh mindset from the united states to to asia is probably a whole lot different that's like the major leagues of education yeah listen i i think painting with a broad brush uh you you could definitely say that right yeah um, and th this was this this i, I just loved this about a year ago uh, we speak spanish at home but you know we go back and forth right mm -hmm. and my daughter went and enrolled herself in a Spanish class and she will go every Thursday. I don't know if her Spanish is getting much better because um, she, you know, she, she has the full load, but yeah. Um, so, it, right? so a lot of languages to have to learn right there. Oh, and, and she's doing French at the same time because it's a requirement in the school. So I'm just like, where's this child coming from? Right. But um, the kids that she hangs out with, right. And she has a mix of kind of ex expat friends and locals. They all value education. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she values it and she sees that, you know, listen, I value it in her. Mm -hmm. um, and it was something I didn't pursue until later in life. Um, so th that's really the gift of kind of being over here. And, um, you know, uh, I think when, when COVID wasn't here, you're in Hong Kong. So you're, 
you know, in eight hours in any direction is two thirds of the world's population. Wow. Um, you can go to some pretty amazing places. So we've, we've been able to go to Vietnam, Thailand, Australia, Korea, Japan. And um, it's not, you know, like when I was a kid in the US, like, no, you weren't going on an international vacation ever. Yeah. <laughs> right? You got in a station wagon, you drove down the street. Um, maybe if mom was tired, you stayed at the Holiday Inn and then you came home first thing the next morning. You know? For us, it was um, camping. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That was the big international vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to actually wanted to ask you where, since we're talking about children, how did you get in, involved with the Children's uh, Medical Foundation? Yeah, that was, that was actually a fun story. And it's, it's just something I really love. So some of us bankers went over to, to meet these guys because one of the, the chairman was a venture capitalist and that's kind of the area we operate in. And so the idea was, okay, maybe if we sponsor this, the bank can generate a relationship and some business. I don't, you know, we walked away and everybody was kind of like, yeah, no, there's no business opportunity there. And that kind of bothered me, right? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so Children's Medical Foundation, basically what they do is they provide neonatal care in rural China. So first 30 days of an infant's life, and most of the time it's premature babies, um, and you're helping them at the, at the very rural levels, right? Um, so it's kind of like, well, listen, there's no business there, but it's something I'd, I'd like to do personally and get involved in. Um, and it just has an amazing board. Um, they do amazing work. And, and really, we're out here raising money in Hong Kong uh, to send into China um, to help, you know, small babies. Mm. That's and awesome. it was probably about, um, I think it was five years ago, we had an event where it was the 20th anniversary. And one of the families came in from China, from a very rural province. Um, and the gentleman had to borrow a suit and, you know, they came with their, their clothes in a plastic bag. Um, they were very, very humble. And he got up and spoke in front of this room of people in, dressed in tuxedos. And, um, but the little girl came down as well with the, with the parents. So the parents came down to speak about their experience of this child being saved and what it meant to them. And then the, the little girl and my daughter were playing and speaking in Chinese. Wow. And my daughter was much older at the time, but they were, they, were, they were carrying on a conversation in Chinese. And my daughter brought her some old toys and the toy had a battery in it. And the girl had never seen a plastic toy with a battery that actually made it come alive. <laughs> and and that, that just hit me. I'm like, we're, we're all over here doing really well for ourselves. Um, you know, and you know, I, I tell this to my clients all the time. We're making money in China. We're, we're you know, creating value. We're, we're doing good stuff. Um, this is the easiest thing to give to, right? It's the smallest, poorest, weakest child on, on earth, right? I mean, I'm sure there's other countries that, that have the same needs, but that, that was what drove me to it. And then that's what keeps me doing it is that thought. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. You know, my sister was premature. She was three months premature almost. She was two pounds, two ounces. So I know how important that care is for that little child. Right. If that doesn't happen, it's it's not a good chance that child's gonna survive. So, man, that's amazing, Terrence. Like you, for what I'm hearing from from just speaking to you is that you're a family man. It's about good values, hard work, you know, making the decisions, and you've always had good mentors around you. Mentorship is everything, to be honest. You know what I mean? Mentorship could be the difference between you succeeding and not, you know, it's like they, they just, they help you not make all those mistakes that you would probably make if the mentor wasn't there. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and professionally, yeah. whether it was at my old shop or my new shop, 
I would honestly say that any success I've had is because someone was looking out for me uh, when I was about to make a mistake. They taught me something. Um, even, you know, sometimes we'll get into it. We'll have some, some heated conversations at work and, you know, different positions and people are taken. It's a little bit of a battle. Um, with the end, you know, you're doing what's best for the client, but you have to do it. What's right for the bank, what's best for the client is that's a dance, right? Right. And um, so people take different views. And, you know, sometimes when the dust settles afterwards, there's a phone call and you're, you're very humbly telling somebody, hey, thank you. <laughs> I learned something. I was wrong. And you were right, you know. Uh, but that's all good stuff. And I think, um, you know, we're all big boys and girls. And, and you, you can have those tough conversations. But um, again, kind of going back to maybe your audience and the folks that are looking to say, I want to do this. I want to find those individuals because they will make or break your career. Right. And, That's uh, a great advice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think you, you have something special too, because they see it, you know, they, they can see qualities and they, they always, they don't say they pick out, but they're going to work with someone they feel that they can develop into somebody successful. You know what I mean? So you did your part too, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so what are your views on like the U.S. given like the last five years of, you know, all the climate and the, the political change and all that? This is not a very political podcast, but I'm just curious about your views on all that. Yeah, so uh, a few things there. So one is over the last five years, you, you'd, you'd wake up in the morning and, and you'd go to CNN and then you go to Fox News, right? Right. <laughs> Each one is trying to sell you something completely different. Right. And then you got to kind of find the truth, which, you know, if you go back and I think this happened, um, I think it was during the Bush, Bush's administration, but they basically cut the, the news out of media, right? It, mm -hmm. it didn't have to be like factual news. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's really a lot's missing there, right? And then you add this dynamic of social media that... You know, anybody can say anything. So you're giving a megaphone to anybody that wants to say something. Right. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Um, you know, you could say, hey, that guy over there shouldn't have said this. And this gal shouldn't have said that. But really, you know, we saw that, that um, in the last presidency where you, you, here's Twitter. Go ahead and say whatever you want. And this giant megaphone. And yeah. um, so we're, we're living in very interesting times. I think technology is changing so exponentially quick. Humans and uh, government systems are moving like this right so if you think about that on a graph governments humans our ability to learn grow change mm -hmm. and then technology is doing this right of course we're feeling friction. yeah yeah uh so yeah listen it, it, it it's it's a little disheartening but then um i love going back to the u.s i have a great time every time i go back and then i kind of look at them like all that nonsense i saw in the news for the last 11 months mm -hmm. and i come back and everything's not so bad yeah right it's, it's, it's exactly it's, <laughs> it's funny well, what happened it's gone it's not there yeah the megaphone was taken away that's what happened right um, yeah i mean it, it must have been pretty interesting for you though because obviously like i said it doesn't matter who said what or whatever but that you're in the central hub of where a lot of this hoopla was uh was uh, or false news or misinformation or whatever was was targeted, you know what I mean? So, I mean, and also being an American in that area, what was that like? Listen, I, I, I can honestly say this. I had this conversation the other day. I haven't been to China in about a, a year, probably about a year. And I've never one time in China had a negative experience where someone made me feel uncomfortable. 
And, you know, there's always some political tensions from time to time. Something happens down in the South China Sea or, you know, this happens or that happens. Um, but I never felt uncomfortable or unwelcome, unwanted or, you know, nothing but love. And so I'm really interested to see that after, you know, a year of a lot of geopolitical tension, um, is that the same way? And I think it will be, right? People are human and wonderful. At the end of the day, people are pretty damn good. Yeah, and, and as and uh, me being here, I just I understand. Like I'm I'm a little bit more uh, worldly, but I I always understand like the political aspect of things, and you know, uh, um, I just I feel like I know I know why things were said, and not that it was true or not, but I understand why it was said, and it's and so it doesn't fool me, you know what I mean? But it fools like the majority of people, you know. It's they're called hot hot button issues, like it happens every election, you know. It was like, you know, immigrants are taking your jobs was the Bush thing and then gay marriage and then now this and then now that. And then it just goes away as soon as a new president comes in because they don't need it anymore. Now they're in and they do whatever they need to do. And then the country forgets they have amnesia and then they change whatever. So anyways, <laughs> but that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and just on that, I mean, hearing the and seeing the news where there's like violence against Asians in America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just, you just don't, it doesn't even make sense in any rational realm, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I just go back to any country that I've traveled to here in Asia, I've never felt threatened. I've never felt unwanted, you know? So I, I think there's a lot of learning that needs to go on, but yeah. um, that's, you know, you, you just look at it, it's completely unacceptable in any direction, but, you know, this newfound, uh, you know, violence is just, we don't need any more of it. So. Yeah, there's a lot of learning and a lot of like healing, like a lot of like, we just need to take the time and talk to one another and understand where people's coming from, you know? Yeah, and just, I mean, while, while we're, we're going down this, this rabbit hole, um, I would say, you know, you get in the Marine Corps and here I come, you know, white boy deluxe from Parma, Ohio, <laughs> and you're thrown in with a hundred guys and within 12 hours, you're showering together and sharing a bar of soap, yeah. right? And <laughs> there's probably, you know, every skin tone from pasty white to very dark yeah. <laughs> along the way. And, you know, it's like, hey, pass me the soap, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and so you learn really quick to, to whatever, you know, issue you have, whatever misconception, you better get over it right. pretty damn quick. Yeah. yeah, again, it goes back to the military, man, life lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Terrence so I know I mean it just seems you have like a, a very busy very like hectic life like what do you do outside of work kind of to stay grounded like how do you keep yourself sane with all this kind of stuff yeah so the, the last few years um you know you, the age the years and the miles start adding up and um about two years ago I went down to New Zealand for this um it's called chosen experience right chosen is the Japanese word for a life's challenge something something like that and so they, they take a group of about 10 or 12 people and they go to some exotic location and um i did a week of vegan yoga meditation um and athletic challenges so sports tied around play right so when you're a kid you went out and played kickball and you had fun or you, you threw a, a ball back and forth and you just had fun so kind of like play-based uh, neuroscience stuff and so um, I got involved with this chosen group and just keep doing stuff with them. And then they've also opened up my mind. So I'm doing uh, some meditation. I do some yoga. Um, I've changed my exercise routine to where I, I got a trainer and I just told her, teach me how to work out. 
give me the flexibility. We'll work on the strength. I don't need muscles. I'm, you know, yeah. I, I don't need that anymore. And it all comes around, right? So I, I think just um, really looking at general wellness. Yeah. And then kind of through this, this group, and, and there's many different groups and, you know, a lot of information out there about wellness, but, um, you know, the neuroscience of what makes the brain work, what makes you happy, what, you know, what makes you bad, sad, you know, uh, what puts you in a bad place. And then just, you, you get smarter, you make smarter choices. Yeah. What inspired you to get involved with that? Um, so I had met the, uh, the founders probably about seven years ago, and they hosted a dinner here this guy, John and Robin, and they were, they were investors in the Middle East. Um, they're, you know, U.S. couple, they're not a couple, but they're U.S., you know, uh, born and raised. And they were in the Middle East doing some investing and they were burnt out, right? And they had some investments go sideways because the entrepreneurs were burnt out. And they were both athletes prior to becoming investors. And they just decided to, to change their lives because they, they too were probably burning out. Um, and so everything that they believed in as athletes didn't match the lifestyle they were living, mm -hmm. right? And it was just a story that really resonated with me. Um, and uh, John called me one day, I was sitting by the pool at one of the, the local hotels with a client. And he's like, hey, why don't you come on down and bring a friend? And so, so I did. And it, it was a really good time, great group. Um, and then you start networking with professionals that have the same stress and anxiety as you do. Uh, the same opportunity to say, hey, I want to go out drinking tonight. I want to go out party tonight, or I want to go to the gym. You know? mm -hmm. um, so th th that kind of drove me in that direction. Yeah. It kind of sounds like what Tom Brady does. So I don't know if you've heard of the TB12 yeah. method. So Brady, obviously the greatest, I mean, arguably the greatest football player ever. I mean, you can't even argue it anymore. Even if you hate him, you just can't even argue it anymore, right? He's all about pliability about flexibility, about mind, body connection. He's vegan. Like those are all the things he's doing to have him still compete at such a, I mean, he just won the Super Bowl at like 40. He's my, he's my age. He's born in 77. You know what I mean? So like he just won the Super Bowl at 42 or 43, which is, and right. he won his eighth Super Bowl, which is more than any other NFL franchise in the history of the NFL. So I just, I just wanted to say that because you're kind of like on that little TB12 type of method where it's about mind-body connection, flexibility, you know, uh, maintaining energy, being able to keep going. And so that, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so basically, you still, have you still have to take care of yourself. No matter how much hard work that you do, you have to do self-care. That's the main important thing. Yeah, and there, there's, there's a few years in there of uh, hard living. So, uh, yeah. you know... It, to detox and you just realize that you know you, you wake up in the morning you get out of bed you're not sore you're not tired uh there's no headache um you know and, and then yeah, you get that workout in uh one one i was here in hong kong this is probably about uh three years ago and uh, john was passing through he's the founder of chosen and he's like hey terrence i'm in town i don't have much time um well, let's meet at the beach at 7 a.m and we just got this amazing workout in, in probably about 45 minutes. And we're taking a, a cab back and we're just talking. And then we have this deep conversation. He shares a little bit about himself that I didn't know. And it you know, was some pretty deep stuff. Um, and it was just, wow, within an hour and a half, I grew my relationship with this individual. I grew personally, mentally, you know, um, and it was just nothing but good came from it. So, um, you know, the more experiences you can have like that and, and the more... Uh, you enjoy that, uh, 
probably the better. Yeah. And um, so do you, do you continue this strategy or like with your everyday life, like kind of the whole process or is it just the meditation and the working out or? Yeah, no. So I, you know, I, you, you do bits and pieces. Um, sometimes you're stronger and sometimes you're, you're less disciplined. Um, but what I found is over the, probably the last two or three years, it's becoming more mainstream because you just like the way you feel, right? Yeah. Um, eating healthier and um, look at I mean, at 40, you look like you're 25. Um, <laughs> Vegan and, uh, diet. <laughs> um, so, you know, you, it, it just, you know, you're talking about hard work. You're talking about achieving some, some level of success, whatever you want to be successful in, right? Um, that's all good. But then there's this, this side, but the health side. So uh, if you can be successful there, Wow. Yeah. They say wealth, health is wealth, right? And you, you don't want to be the richest person in the hospital. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's next, Terrence? What, what are the next steps for you now? Yeah. So um, I, I started on a project uh, working on a book with um, a fellow here in Hong Kong, and we're looking at the evolution of the venture capital industry um, and how that's affected society, right? So if you take the Fortune 500, the NASDAQ, all those top companies have completely turned over. Um, they're all venture-backed companies. Um, they're all exponential growth companies and they're all basically companies that touch your lives every day. So uh, working on that project and probably finish that up at, at, the, at the end of the year. Um, and I think that's just kind of a good checkpoint. Um, I've had a wonderful time on the project, reconnecting with old friends in the industry, folks that I've known for a while. Um, there was a guy, I've known him for 10 years, we sat down for coffee and had no idea how involved he was in uh, bringing telecom to China. Wow. Right. And then how, um, you know, uh, leapfrogged the U S with instant messaging. And so they pretty much skipped the PC era. Right. And so when you see the early adaptation of uh, mobile internet and, and, and all things mobile, why is China ahead of the U S you know, this guy gives me that story over a two hour cup of tea. Wow. Um, and it's like, wow, I've known him for 10 years and I never thought to ask him what he did before I met him. Yeah. Uh, hey. that, that part of the process I'm really enjoying. And I, I think that'll just kind of open my mindset to say, hey, um, you know, what more can I be doing with the skill set and relationships that I have? Um, you know, you want to tweak your comfort zone a little bit, but, um, you know, how do you do good? Yeah. I think with all the relationships and the people you've known, I mean, you could, you could have a lot of interesting podcast stories on the horizon right there. <laughs> you know? well, listen, I, I, I loved watching you guys. Um, you guys do a wonderful show. Um, and that's actually why I, I, I reached out to you. Um, and it had been a while. So, uh, you know, we're like, why is this guy calling me? But, uh, you know, just no, want to no. share some love. Loved what you're doing and uh, it's good stuff. No, thank, thank you for sharing as much as you can right now. You have, a, you have an amazing story. Yeah. And uh, lots of uh, great advice and words of wisdom. Yeah, I know you're going to continue to help people, but we, we always finish off the podcast with something called Joe's World Famous Six Questions. So she's okay. going to ask you some pretty deep questions right now. We're going to get you to think, but I mean, uh, I'm really glad you connected with me, man. Everything happens for me. The reason I met you 10 years ago through Danny, you know what I mean? I, I, to be honest, I, uh, it's unfortunate, but I don't talk to Danny as much as I should, you know? But I mean, uh, you know, we met 10 years ago for some reason, we connected and here we are 11 years later, you know, on a podcast, right? So, so I'm gonna hand it over to Joe and she's gonna ask you some pretty deep questions and then we'll wrap it up. 
Awesome. All right. Uh, what What are your uh, number one advice for people out there who are, wants to find mentors? Ask, ask. People love sharing their story. They love sharing advice. And when somebody mentors you, mm. listen to the advice they give you um, and follow up with them in due time, right? You don't have to follow up with them right away, but listen to what they say, execute on it, um, and they will share more with you. That's a great answer. And I'll just add a little bit on that because I had a lot of mentors in my previous company and they said the same thing, asked. They said, we're busy. We're not going to go and be like, hey, do you want to be mentored, right? They're, they, they're going to, they, like you said, they're successful. They love to share, but they're not, they're too busy. They're not going to seek out people and say, hey, do you want to be mentored? Hey, do you want to be mentored? And then the second point that you made was a great point. Please do what they tell you. Because if you come back and you didn't do what they told you before, that's the end of your mentorship with them, right? Great answer, yeah. Terrence. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do you have, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you tell your younger self? Okay. Be more frugal. Be more frugal. It, it doesn't matter how little money you make. Um, you can always save some percentage of it. And, you know, it, it, it just, at the, at the end of the day, um, you should be working towards passive income that um, covers your living expenses. And then you can really live life to, to the fullest and do what you want to do. Um, you know, getting to the point where you can do whatever you want to do and that passive income is taking care of you, that's yeah. gold. Awesome. 100%, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I will take that advice. I'll be more frugal, even more yeah. frugal. And, and, uh, just real quick too, like, um, you know, a lot of people gave me a lot of crap for the company I was in the last 10 years. Like, it's one of those deals. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, passive income, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be that, but that's, a, I just want to make a point. It's not about, uh, working income. It's about passive income. Cause eventually you want to stop, you know what I mean? Eventually you want to, you want to do, you know, relax or not relax. Cause I don't think successful people ever relax, but you want to, you want to focus your life on what you want to do every single day. You know what I mean? So passive income, passive income, whether it's real estate investments, a business, Whatever it is, it's about passive income. All right. So if you were told you had 48 hours left to live, what is the first and the last thing you would do? Just spend time with my wife and kids. And, you know, along the way, I've, I can pretty much say I've done, done enough. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it would just be straight to the wife and kids. Nice. Number one. You know, it's, it's funny, I had the same conversation with my parents um, the other day, because I'm here in Hawaii and I'm also visiting my parents, that's part of it, because they're retired here. I hadn't seen them in two years. And I just told them, I said, you know, I've, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately, because our family's so separated. Like my sister was in London, I'm in the California, my parents are in Hawaii, and then now they just moved to New Zealand, which is funny, because I've been in New Zealand, Zealand twice, because my brother-in-law is from New Zealand. But I was just thinking, I was like, when you have all this stuff and you're successful, and none of it really matters unless you have your family to share with, you know what I mean? Unless you have someone to share with, like, what is the point if you have all this money if you're by yourself, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. So I appreciate that. Okay. Um, when you hear the word purpose, what's the first thing that comes to mind? You gotta find it. 
you know, listen, it, it's fleeting, right? Um, you have your purpose, you achieve some goals, you, you, you know, and, and you're always chasing it, right? It, it's going to evolve. If you're growing, if you're, you know, you're changing, um, I, I think your purpose will evolve too. It, it may not change 180 degrees, right? Um, but it's something you're always going to be chasing and enjoy the chase, right? Because that's what it's all about. The journey, not the destination. I like that. Um, <clears throat> how would you like to be remembered? Nice guy. Mr. Nice guy. Right? At the end of the day, um, you know, even, even if I look at work, you know, we, we have our little battles and our fights and uh, with your spouse, with your friends, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, if, if, if you put a smile on someone's face and they think you're a nice guy, I'll take that. I agree. I like that. Okay, last question. Lockdown, Terrence. Don't worry about that. <laughs> What's your number one wish for the world? Uh, just a return to sanity, right? Sanity. Uh, return to sanity. Return to humanity. Sanity, humanity. I like that. I've asked, I don't know how many people this the same question. Everybody has a different answer. This is the first time I heard that. Yeah. Like it's a new time. Yeah. Thank you. So awesome. Uh, any last words, uh, Joe, for Terrence? Um, just thank you for taking the time. I, I've learned so much about you. I've never met you, but within like the last hour or so, um, you're very inspiring and I have been taking notes. <laughs> so in a way, it's like you're kind of a mentor in a way. I'm like, oh, he did this and that. So I think every single people that we have, I just... I just learned from them every single time. So, yeah. Well, no, and thank you guys. I mean, again, I, I, Isaac's a, a friend on Facebook. And so, um, you know, I, I watched your podcast and uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I have to give him a call. I have to say hello. And then uh, he so kindly invited me to do this. So it's, it's an absolute uh, pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was our pleasure, Terrence. And, you know, like I said, ever since I met you, I felt like we connected. I felt like, you know, maybe you're just being a nice guy, who knows, right? But I felt like, you know, and um, I've, I've also watched the trajectory of your career and, you know, uh, moving your entire family to Hong Kong was a big step, you know, and, but it just showed me that you're, you guys are united, you know, your wife has your back, you know, they believe in you, you know what I mean? Like most wives won't be like, I'm going to uproot my whole well, I mean, she came from Venezuela, so I guess you, I guess you, you, well, you both kind of had like preparation for this, you know, living overseas. She was pretty comfortable in uh, Northern California. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So kudos to her yeah. for believing in you and supporting you and, and moving the family to, to Hong Kong. But yeah, shout out to your family as well for, uh, you know, uh, being the family that they are because you guys are a unit. You know, I, I, I don't even know what it's like to move somewhere else with my family, but you guys have done it. So shout out to them as well. Thank you. Yeah. Any, any last words you want to give to the YouTube world? The U.S., uh, not the yeah, world. The world. Just, just be nice to one another. You know, get, get over your issues and, uh, you know, give someone a hug. Let's all be, let's all be nice. All right. So virtual hug right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right parents, thank you so much by the way if you guys like this episode please subscribe make sure you smash the like button hit that notification bell and as always follow your bliss, follow bliss. thank you thank you terrence thank you very much